Welcome to Birds Love You with my daddy and with my uncle Bud. Welcome back to Booth Review, everybody. What's going on? I'm your resident Packers fan, Devin Primrose, as always, joined by my brother from another mother, Mr. Blake Ivy. What's going on, man? Not much, man. It was, uh, I didn't, uh, I didn't watch much of my team's game on Sunday. Uh, it uh, was hey, a bad week. You didn't miss anything. Yeah, I didn't. Didn't miss much of anything. Uh, <laughs> but, no, it's been a good week, you know, just... Just hanging out. I uh, got my foot x-rayed today because I thought maybe it was what? broken. What? But, uh, what did you yeah, do? Yeah, I was playing soccer barefoot with Zeke. And, you know, I'm a I'm a man of much girth. And so, you know, like dancing around on some bare feet is not always the best. Hefty, and, hefty, hefty. Yes, that's exactly right. <laughs> uh, and, yeah, it just, I, I guess it's not broken, which is the good news. So, well, that's uh, good. but so you know, just gonna try to take it easy and keep my foot up. And good excuse to be lazy, I guess. But yeah, man, how's it going with you? Man, it's good. I'm I'm trying to get into the holiday spirit over here, as yeah, people man. on Twitch can see. I got my Christmas lights hanging up above me. I'm rocking that OKC ugly Christmas sweater. I'm I'm getting Beautiful. into it. Ho ho ho! Holidays One of your are many here. Favorite teams from different states. Hey hey. I like what I like, all right? <laughs> I've lived, listen, you've lived in Georgia your whole life. You've lived primarily in the Atlanta area your whole life. Yeah, right. I have lived all over. You ain't never lived in Wisconsin, bro. I didn't say I did. I just said I've lived all over. So I can yeah, have, you ain't lived I can in, have you ain't teams lived in Oklahoma. I've lived close enough. I've lived three <laughs> hours away from there. Oh my gosh. I live three hours away from Nashville. I live three hours away from Florida. I live, I, I don't know if I'm actually three hours away from Florida. Yeah. But it feels yeah. like in Georgia, you can get across the whole state in three hours. Also, who am I supposed to root for when I live in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, or Wilmington, North Carolina? Who's the closest okay, team? Listen, well, you got Texas. You got Texas teams, man. Yeah, I do. I have the Dallas Stars, and I have the yeah, Texas but you Rangers. Also you also have the Dallas Cowboys, I have, the Houston Texans, why would, San Antonio why Spurs, would, the Dallas why Mavericks. Would you, you, you know how far San Antonio is from Dallas? Oh, listen, I get it. I understand. I'm Oklahoma City is much closer. Same, it's still in the same state is what I'm saying. Also, why would anybody ever wish Cowboys fandom upon anybody? Hold on. Did you just, were you talking about San Antonio being too far, Mr. Green Bay fan? Yeah. <laughs> I, I said what I said. I stand by it. Oh man! Anyway, let's 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 get into the show. We've done enough. We've done enough trying to rationalize being you being fans from just picking teams. Forgot the uh, college hey, football hey. playoff rankings tonight. What do you think? You think South Carolina's going to make it? Just surprise everybody. Uh, They'll be like uh, South Carolina's by third. No, I am surprised that. They're still shutting out Cincy and not at least putting them in the top four when they've been crazy. they've been in the top four. I think they've been as high as two in the AP poll and the coaches poll. So yeah. college football playoff it just has something against the group of five teams for whatever reason. Of I don't course. get it. Right, but yeah. is what it is. And right. and and at least when I pick a team, I stick to them. All right. That's I guess that's true. I don't jump off the bandwagon. 
Listen, OKC's in the rebuild, and I'm over here sporting a freaking holiday sweater. But, man, OKC's only been around for, like, what, eight years? Ten They've years? They've been around since 2009, and, uh, and I became and a then, fan in 2010, so... And you've never had to deal with a rebuilding NFL franchise, so I mean, I'm just going to throw that fair. out there. You've had a, a <laughs> Hall of Fame quarterback at the helm for your entire life. You didn't have to sit through the years that I sat through. Some franchises just know how to do it. What can I say? Hey, the Falcons went from Vic to Matt Ryan. <laughs> there was that one year in between, though, that was difficult. Who was that guy? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look it up. Just go ahead. Kick us off. Who you got for your best of the booth this week? Speaking of good franchise quarterbacks, I'm going with Mac Jones. Oh. In... What could be called perhaps the most important game on Sunday, Jones was nearly flawless. He went 19 of 23 for 198 yards, three touchdowns, no picks, leading his team to a massive 45-7 to blowout. On third downs alone, Mack went 6 of 7 for 80 yards and a touchdown. Whoa. The most important play of any drive, third down, getting it done. Yeah. 6-7, 80 yards. This game was huge for a variety of reasons, but most importantly because of playoff seeding. Two middle-of-the-pack teams in the hunt for a wild card. With this win, the Pats now own the tiebreaker over a lot of people's favorites in the AFC, the Cleveland Browns. Even more importantly, though, New England continues to keep pace with Buffalo in that division, sitting just a half game back with two huge games between them left to be played down the stretch. Week in, week out, Mac Jones continues to impress and put his name in contention for Offensive Rookie of the Year. And it has been a blast to watch. I, I honestly, at this point, I don't know who I give Rookie of the Year to, him or Jamar Chase. It's it's really tough Like when you have a guy like Mac Jones that looks every bit like a potential franchise quarterback for years to come to not give him Rookie of the Year. But what Jamar Chase has done has been just as incredible. But yeah, but he's been non-existent the last couple weeks. That's true. Yeah, that's one of the things about I was thinking about uh, MVP. You know, like earlier in the year, we were ready to give it to Derek Carr, uh, Matthew Stafford, Kyler Murray's been injured, so that's not really fair. But yeah, even Tom Brady the past yeah. couple weeks. Anybody, like, but, anybody guys, but Tom Brady. <laughs> it's like the I'm just saying that like the the play of some of these guys has fallen off. Yeah. So you know that longevity you meant, you just brought up Jamar Chase and Mac Jones. I mean he's been. Maybe, maybe the most consistent quarterback this season. Like, he's been unbelievable. He's fantastic. Yeah, fantastic pick for best of the booth. I'm a, a big fan of this guy. I think that we're looking at a, you know, potential new Tom Brady in New England, which is crazy to say. Well, let's not, let's not go there yet. I don't want to start hating the guy before I even fall in love with him. <laughs> but like, but like, if you think about it, like you talk about blessed franchises, man, to go from Drew Bledsoe to Tom Brady, to now Mac Jones. Like, you really might be looking at, like, a three-peat of great quarterbacks, which is unbelievable. Uh, Well done. Well done, New England front office that fleeced everybody and got, you know, like, seemed to take, like, the, oh, well, we'll take the leftover quarterback. How did Um, 14 teams skip over Mac Jones? Man, I mean, crazy. How did that happen? Especially especially when at least three of those teams took quarterbacks. Yeah, apparently, uh, I heard today on the radio, they were talking about, they said that there was thought that uh, San Francisco might have gone him at number two. Man, how different that team would look if they had gone with Mac Jones instead of Trey Lance. 
Been, again, Trey Lance has been injured. He still could have a career ahead of him. Yeah. I mean, Matt Jones, Jones does get lucky awesome. playing with Bill Belichick, who is the greatest coach of yeah. all time. So, which is the way yeah, I felt. That's the way I felt about Brady. Really, up until last year when he left and and still made managed to get a Super Bowl win. Definitely one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. I don't like calling him the goat because I don't think he's the most talented quarterback. But right. he's definitely the most accomplished, and I can't like I can't deny one of the best. But yeah. he also got the benefit of playing with the best coach of all time in Belichick. Absolutely. 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 Um, you know, great pick. Mac had a great week as he's been having, you know, I mean, I'm talking about the whole season, but yeah, this, this week particular, that's crazy. Six of seven on third man, downs. Yeah. A, for 80 yards. That's crazy. That's yeah. fantastic play from the player that you need most on third downs, especially third and longs against that defense, man. I mean, yep. I don't know that they were all third and longs, but like you get in a third down situation and Cleveland knows you're throwing the ball. That's pretty impressive to be a rookie and have that poise. So props to Mac Jones. I'm going to go, I, I'm going to, I'm going to split it. You know, I was kind of toying with, uh, you know, either, or I'll just go both. I'll go with, uh, Andy Reed and Patrick Mahomes. I don't know who to give more credit to, but we've been down on Kansas city. But for obvious reasons, they've been bad. This week, they're back. Uh, I, I said Andy Reid because this week they got four of those big plays. You remember I told you a couple weeks ago that it had been like since the Bills game. I think there was one play of 27 or more yards and it came in the Washington game, which they won. That streak continued until this week when they had um, they had uh, Travis Kelsey. His long catch of the day was 30 yards. Darrell Williams had a 38-yarder. Tyreek had a 32-yarder. And McCole Hardman had a 27-yarder. So you have these huge chunk plays. That's four, at least, four 27-plus yard plays this week, which is what we talked about that they hadn't been having. Patrick looked back to his MVP self, 35 for 50. Not fantastic, but pretty dang good. 400 Um, yards. And, yeah, 406 yards, five touchdowns, and most importantly, no picks. This is one of three weeks this season he hasn't thrown a pick. You talk about being uncharacteristic. This guy's been throwing picks every single game. Didn't throw one last week and didn't throw one week one. Other than that, he's been throwing at least a pick every game. And so for him to come out and throw for 406 yards, five touchdowns, and against like a like a solid Raiders defense, you know, like this is not, this by no means is this the Panthers or the Patriots, like, we're not talking like top shelf defense, but a pretty good defense. And for him to come out and just look like his old self, props to Patrick Mahomes. Glad he's back. Football is better when Patrick Mahomes plays like this. This is what people want to see. Uh, so props yeah, to Patrick sure. Mahomes and maybe Andy Reid for figuring it out, getting him, getting the, getting them back to that. Um, I hope this is what we continue to see for the rest of the year. And this is a sign for things to come. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I'm not quite ready to declare the Chiefs' problems fixed. Uh, I've right. seen a lot of posts, mainly from a certain four-letter channel, that has been declaring, you know, the Kansas City Chiefs are back. All their problems are fixed. This is the offense that we've been looking for. They're finally here. And it's like, I don't well, let's, let's slow down. I don't know if that's the case. Like, for nine weeks, it's it's been different. Uh, but they did look fantastic against the Raiders, um, like you said. Football is better when Patrick Mahomes plays, plays like this. This is who we expected going into the season, and hopefully they can play like this down the stretch. Well, who you got under review this week? Under review, I'm going to take it to the primetime game. 
from Thursday night that surprised the world. The world-shocking Miami Dolphins beat the Baltimore Ravens. And under review, I have coach of the coach of the we love him. I, no, I'm not giving him any awards, but <laughs> we have John Harbaugh. I was watching that game, and the thing to me, the reason, the reason, period, the reason that the Miami Dolphins beat the Baltimore Ravens is that the Dolphins blitzed really well, and Baltimore didn't know what to do with it. They had no idea what to do with it. Miami was coming up to the line, putting seven guys on the line with four guys back in coverage and disguising things. Lamar, I don't think I've ever seen Lamar look that flustered. I mean, this is a guy that he's been through a lot of stuff. Like this is this is a seasoned, you know, maybe not vet. He's still a young guy, but like that's a seasoned young buck right there. Right. And he looked like a deer in the headlights. Like it was it was unbelievable, and and it's confusing to me that John Harbaugh couldn't figure it out enough to fix it. When you're being blitzed that heavily, you know they're dropping back into zone. You should be able to pick on pick up on some of the looks, be able to make adjustments, give him a little bit more time, change the routes, maybe throw some screen passes. Like yeah, I I just don't get it. I don't get it. You look at what Dallas did to Atlanta on Sunday. Atlanta had to play zone because they couldn't hang with those guys in man coverage. So they're playing zone. you got guys playing 10 yards off the line. Dak picks up on it, and he throws a screen pass, and they were getting seven yards of play. Do that. Like, make an adjustment, and they just couldn't do it. And so uh, I'm putting John Harbaugh under review because you should not have lost the Miami Dolphins. You just shouldn't, especially when it it was really a coaching issue that you couldn't figure out how to handle the blitz of Miami and help your quarterback now, granted, they couldn't really run the ball to save their lives. They had 94 yards rushing combined. That's with Lamar getting 39. So, yeah, you know, he wasn't getting a whole lot of help kind of having to play one-dimensional football. But, I mean, you can do better. <laughs> like, that's how I feel. Is that game, it all came down to them not being able to know what to do with Miami, Miami's blitz. And that's on the, the head coach. So, John Harbaugh, under review. Yeah, I was absolutely shocked by that game on Thursday. I was not watching it because I fully expected the Ravens to destroy the Dolphins. Uh, yeah. And I think I checked the score at halftime or maybe in the third quarter. And I was like, what the heck is happening here? What yeah. is going on? And, I mean, yeah, when when you're getting beat like that and it's obvious to everybody watching how you're getting beat, like you should be able to, to make the adjustments needed, especially yeah. a coach like John Harbaugh. I mean, we've talked before about how great of a coach John Harbaugh is. So, right. th- yeah, I'm not overly worried about the Ravens. I think they're going to bounce back okay. I think they're I think they're a better team than this. Um, and I, and yeah. I think the Dolphins are a team that I don't want to say people are sleeping on them because, like, they deserve to be slept on. But, right. like, I think a lot of teams are maybe underrating them. This is a I team mean, that does, that this team does have some talent. True, true. But this is a team that, that does have some talent. And I don't know why Tua wasn't starting that game. But once he came Me in, neither. once he came in, he did what he's been doing the last couple of weeks and, and killed it. So I, I, Tua is is seems to be getting better every single week. And like I said, there's there's some talent on that team. I just think people are are maybe overlooking them and maybe going into that game thinking they have an easy win, and it turns out much difficult than they expected. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that's what happened. Like watching the Falcons play him is it's like this is not. This is a team that's better than the Lions. You know, like the Lions have hung in every game. 
And this is the this is a team that you know they just they couldn't. So yes, yeah, speaking of the Lions, my under review is a certain quarterback that is near and dear to my heart. Not the kicker. Not the kicker that just absolutely whiffed. Oh no no no! The, sorry. The season saving. No, well, okay. When I said the Lions, I meant the former quarterback for the Lions. <laughs> well, hey, listen, either one was warranted. Like, for you to take the kicker that could have won them their game there in Pittsburgh and totally botched it. Yeah, I well, as I mentioned last week, I'm done with Detroit, <laughs> so I'm, I'm not even going to speak okay. on it. At least, at least right. they didn't lose. At least they didn't lose. But back to their former quarterback, <laughs> who now right, resides yeah. in Los Angeles. You're, you're, uh, you're MVP, right? You're, you're, you love him. He, I think you have a Matt Stafford tattoo. <sighs> Los Angeles, I've enjoyed the ride as much as you, but the honeymoon <laughs> is officially over. Now, that's not to say this team is in trouble or the season is lost. I still believe the Rams are a top five team in the NFC, definitely a top team in the league. But what the heck is going on? With Matthew Stafford. Oof. In the past two weeks, he's thrown two touchdowns and four picks. That's the same amount of interceptions he threw in the previous eight games combined. The yardage is still there. 537 yards in the two games. Because LA is a pass-heavy team. But he hasn't been exceptionally... He hasn't been exceptionally accurate... He's uh, 57 of 89 for 64%. Not terrible, but not not great either. And and his misses are bad. On Monday night, he had a number of ridiculous overthrows, at least one of which was on a third and goal where the ball was nowhere near his receiver. Great quarterbacks will have a bad game here and there, occasionally two in a row, but they'll figure it out and right the ship. It's time for Stafford to do the same because he has looked like poo-poo the last two weeks. I do also want to note, though, that it may not be entirely his fault. In the past two games, he's been sacked seven times. That's the same amount he took in the first eight games combined. Um, So that could have something to do with it. Now, some of that may be him holding on to the ball too long, trying to extend plays. But a lot of it also has to do with the protection from his offensive line. And as we've said before, offensive line is one of the most important uh, positions in all of football. They've got to step up. They've got to protect him. But Stafford, dude, you got to hit your guys. You can't be overthrowing dudes like you were Monday night. You can't be overthrowing dudes like you were against the Titans. And you can't be throwing bad picks, especially against the Titans. The, the pick from the end zone was was terrible. That was two weeks ago. But, I mean, it's just it's two weeks of bad play. And the Rams got to figure it out. They got to they got to make their adjustments and they got to get it fixed. I mean, you got Odell there now, so you know if he ain't getting the ball, he's gonna be upset. And we can't be having that out in L.A. No, you can't. You can't have Odell upset. Looks like he might just be like an average quarterback there, Mister Matthew Stafford. Hey, hey, easy now. Let's not let's not overreact over here. Might as well be John Kitten out there. Whoa, now that is some blasphemy. I'm just not gonna stand for it. <laughs> All right, Joe Flacco. He's basically the same as Joe Flacco. I kind of want to argue that, but I also loved Joe Flacco when he was with the Ravens. <laughs> and and also, like, also thought that really from, like, 08 to, like, 2014-ish, he was probably a top 10 quarterback. Like, bottom top 10, but, like, 
somewhere in that like nine to twelve range, which is kind of I mean that's where for most of his career that's where I would have put Matt Stafford. Yeah, but yeah, that's fair. I mean n- nobody can deny what he was doing this year. Like he was clearly in the race for MVP. The dude leads the league in yards with over three thousand, three thousand through ten games. He right. I think he leads the league in touchdowns. Um, but he's like he's basically. Basically turned Cooper Cup into a Hall of Famer in one right, season. Right, right. But he is like 17th in, in interceptions now. So Yeah. Matthew Stafford doesn't know how to be on a team that does well. He also he has know what he's doing. He also has the best QBR in the league. I'm just saying. Like, I don't think my <laughs> love for him was unwarranted. But he's got to figure some stuff out. LA is, LA is hitting that, uh, that rough point in their new marriage. So Yeah, I'm wondering if it's that... Not having a run game to lean on, you become one-dimensional. Teams know you're going to throw it, puts them in bad situations. You can just pretty much say, fine, run the ball. All we're going to do is just send guys at the quarterback. Yeah. Even if he hands it off, we'll just keep running at the quarterback. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. And I will be happy because I don't think he's that good. And it's nice to be right. Then we both put um, the Rams in the <laughs> NFC Championship game, though? No. I, I, I have them third. I had them third in that division. I had the Seahawks, the Cardinals, then the Rams. Yeah, but who'd you have? Who'd you have in the championship game? NFC Championship game was Cardinals. Is Cardinals and Packers? Okay, I'm so I okay. I went L.A. Packers. Okay, yeah, yeah. Well, so for our legit or counterfeit this week, yeah, we're gonna change it up. I'm trying to shorten the podcast from a, a two-hour podcast back down to where we want it to be which is close to like an hour or an hour and a half i mean i know all you people love listening to us ramble for two hours but well you know we're, we're trying to save your ears a little bit maybe get you a little bit more excited for the next episode you know leave you yeah. on the edge of your seat a little bit want some more right or you know if like you know if, instead of taking the, the commute for your whole week you can you know digest it a little a little quicker so for the legit- i'm sure we're hard to listen to on like one and a half speed because i know i talk fast so <laughs> If you listen to it on one and a half speed, you're going to be like, I have no idea what this guy's talking about. So you can slow back down to just one speed. I, I can't do that, man. I can't listen on one and a half speed. Oh, man. I All of my seminary professors, one and a half speed. I'm like, this is great. You sound like a YouTuber, and now I can listen to you because <laughs> there's there's not, well, I'm sure they would be offended if they heard that. But like, I'm like, oh, man, you don't need this much pause between your words, man. Just throw yeah. them together. Like, We'll figure it out. We can figure out what word's supposed to go where. Just yeah. go. So yeah, I got a I got a one and a half speed man. I do that on so many things. <laughs> Give me one and a half speed, my brain is just like eating it up. Let's go. Keep keep it moving. You, but you young, anyway, young, legit or counterfeit. Young whippersnappers in your fast brains. You know what? Quick old brains up here. Um so legit or counterfeit is just gonna be one topic. We're not gonna each have one. Uh we're just gonna have one legit or counterfeit topic. Uh, hopefully, probably, I mean, knowing us, probably some arguing. Really, honestly, I'll just pick whatever Devin says is the opposite. And I'll just, <laughs> you know, argue that like I've believed it my whole life. So our legit or counterfeit this week is, Devin, tell them what it is. It is the Carolina Panthers. Super mm-hmm. Cam, Super Cam is back. He's back in town. He declared it to everybody out there uh, in Arizona and decided to get a flag for it. For some reason, apparently that's unsportsmanlike <laughs> conduct to sit there and yell "I'm back" to people. In, I found out in what it stands. is. I found out why. You can't take off your helmet in your celebration. That's garbage. That's so he garbage. took off his helmet to celebrate, and it's like okay, if that's the if them's the rules, 
You should know the rules, Cameron. That's a dumb you rule. You should know the rules. It's a dumb rule. I'm here to say it. I'm, not I'm here to, to declare it's a dumb rule. I'm not ready to super cam him yet. For now, he's going to be Cameron. Like, he needs to earn his way back to being Cam. I mean, because his first play was a touchdown. First play oh, back uh, with the Panthers. But, touchdown. Rushing touchdown. Okay, uh, I understand. By the way, speaking of quarterbacks for the NFC South, and to answer the question that I asked myself earlier and had to Google, uh, it was Joey Harrington was the quarterback for the Falcons in 2007. We watched Joey Harrington for 10 games, then Chris Redmond for four games, and Byron Leftwich for two games. You want to talk about a bad year? Oh, man, that was bad. Um, I mean, but anyway. I don't know if you saw. Old, I don't know if you saw last week, but that's where I'm. That's where I'm staring down uh, for the next couple of years is Jordan Love taking over, and things are going to be drastically yeah. different. Yeah. But back back yeah. to the topic at hand. Yeah, Cameron Newton. He took over. He took over on Sunday, and by took over, we mean he played for like two snaps and had two touchdowns. So, because um, yeah, I don't think he didn't do much anything else. Yeah, he only had uh, he had four passing attempts, and he completed three of them, had a touchdown. For yeah. eight yards. Yeah. Four throws, three catches, eight yards, and a touchdown. But they, Not they, terrible. They primarily used him in goal-to-go situations, which, honestly, I kind of like that. Like, I feel like he's – a lot of teams will use a specialized quarterback for wildcat packages where it's like, okay, this is going to be a designed run. This guy's going. But Cam is is a good enough passer where you don't you don't know what he's gonna do, which he showed that on on Sunday, where he got a passing touchdown and a rushing touchdown. Uh, he can beat you either way, and I think that if you if you can use him in those type situations, more, kind of like kind of like a Taysom Hill, but like a better Taysom Hill, you use him in in the important important situations to pick up the important yards or to pick up a touchdown. Um, it kind of saves him for the whole season, saves his energy. You don't wear him out. You also don't have to worry about him. You know his his arm not being what it used to be, his, his legs not quite being what they used to be. I don't. I kind of like that. I, if if PJ Walker or Sam Darnold, if he comes back this season, if they can if they can move the ball down the field, maybe you bring Cam in to to get close it out. I don't know. I think if you bring Cam in, he's going to be their starting quarterback. I, I don't think yeah, that possibly. they're going to be toying around and using him like a like a Swiss Army knife. Um, I think that they're going to be using him like like Cam Newton. Now, Bill Belichick couldn't get a whole lot of out of Cam of old Cameron Newton, and that's why I'm calling him Cameron Newton, is because <laughs> last year he went seven and eight as a starter. Oh, last year he started was fifteen games, went seven and eight. He had eight touchdowns and ten picks. Eight yeah. touchdowns and ten picks. That's that doesn't sound like a starting quarterback. Oh like, no, it was bad. I, I just think that I think we need to calm down on, on Cam Newton because over the last, so, and the year before that, he was hurt. He only played three games. And so, you've got, like, two years that you've, like, barely seen this guy. It's like, this is not Cam, this is not Super Cam. Yeah. This is Cameron Newton. And we got to see if he can turn into Cam Newton. But, I wonder if with that defense, like, I think that the weapons that the Panthers have are better than Chicago's were last year. And I think that the Panthers' defense this year is about as good as Chicago's last year. So I think that you could be looking at a team that could make some noise in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, I like their coaching staff think, more than Chicago's was, too. Yes, Matt Rule, Joe Brady, working with that offense, getting Cam in there. If we can see, I mean, 
70% of prime. I, I mean, prime Cam Newton is hard because he had one MVP season then, and he was just like a pretty good starting quarterback. Yeah. So I'm talking about like your typical, like just pull a number out of a hat, like the 2017, 22 touchdowns, 16 picks. Uh, he did have a 59% completion rate. 2017 was also a bad Cam season. But they a lot of them are. Like, here's his completion percentages on his career. 60, 57, 61, 58, 59, 52, 59, yeah. 67 in 2018. Yeah. And then 56. Yeah. Like, he, well, I mean, that's that's kind of the way he's been, like you just said, his whole career. Like, he hasn't, he's never yeah. been the most accurate quarterback. But he He's going to he rush is, for five, 600 yards. Right. And he's going to, like, last year he ran for 12 touchdowns. So he ran for four more touchdowns than he threw. Right. Which is unusual for his career. But the question is, are the Panthers legit or counterfeit? They're sitting at five and five right now. And. You know, as we've mentioned before, there's there's five there's five good quality teams in the NFC that are absolutely going to make the playoffs. And the Rams, Cardinals, Packers, Cowboys, and Bucks. After that, it's wide open. So and they've got Washington this week, Miami the next week, Atlanta the next week, Buffalo, which will be a good like test for them after they get a couple of good like winnable games. Buffalo, Tampa Bay, New Orleans, Tampa Bay. That's a tough stretch of four, right? Well, not really New Orleans, but Buffalo, Tampa Bay, then New Orleans. It is a rivalry game, and then Tampa Bay again. That's a tough stretch of four there to end the season. Yeah, but but do you um, think do you think they can win four of those games? Yeah, I mean, I give them a win over. I'm giving them a win over Washington this week. I'd give them a win over Miami the next week. Probably at home against Atlanta. Probably against New Orleans. I think yeah. maybe they sneak one from Tampa Bay, and we could be looking at a ten and five Carolina Panthers team. Ten and seven. Ten and seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think if you're ten and seven, you're absolutely getting a wild card in the NFC. Yeah, because like absolutely. your competition for the wild cards are the Saints, the Vikings, the Niners, the Falcons, the Eagles, and that's really it. I mean, be, and they're better than all those. Teams. Behind that, you have like Washington and Seattle. New York and Chicago that could maybe do something, maybe. But, Probably like, not. I think that Carolina is just as good as every single team I just listed, if not better. And like, Seattle, Seattle's that. difficult for me to say they're better than because of that offense, because I know what that offense can do. But outside well, of. They look bad before Russ. Right. Went down. And outside of Russ, DK, and Tyler Lockett, there's a whole bunch of garbage. They don't have a run yeah. game and they don't have a defense. They're not. Now, the Niners, the Niners. The Niners might be making some noise. They just played a really good game, but we'll see if that if that that momentum or starts going. Did Matt Stafford throw four picks? Well, he threw two picks in that game. But sorry, you're right. But still, I mean, you've got Kittle back healthy. Debo's still there making plays. I mean, it's it's possible. Garoppolo is the big question mark. But yeah, I mean, I think I think Carolina winning, getting a wild card isn't out of the question. I don't know. Like, it's, you think they can win the division? I don't think they can win. No, I don't think they melt. They, I don't even think they make a real run at the division. Um, I would say that that I think Tampa Bay wins that division by at least two games easily. I mean, Tampa Bay is only up one game technically. They're six and three, right? And they've only won one more game. But they're definitely better than the Saints. The Saints. Oh yeah. I mean, I don't know. 
I, I think Tampa Bay is the best team in that division easily. I don't think it's a bit that big of a, of a competition. I don't know. I think if I think if the Panthers, if Cam Newton can come and Christian McCaffrey's healthy, I I would say that I might not look too crazy for picking the Panthers to win the NFC South. That's true, but it requires it requires a lot. Like it requires things to go incredibly right for the Panthers and for Cam Newton to play like potentially 2015 MVP Cam Newton. Oh no, he ain't got to do that, man. Not with that defense. I don't know, man. I don't know. I mean, it it, it is an easy schedule. It is an easy schedule for the most yeah. part. So you might be and right, you play but... Tampa Bay twice. So like, if they can beat Tampa Bay twice, they win the division. You know, like that's a big if though. Probably. That's a big if. I don't know, man. Tampa Bay looks I mean, beatable. I'm, I'm still gonna say I'm still gonna say the Panthers are legit. I think that that they have. Yeah. Again, it's tough calling them legit because I don't. I don't think they have a shot at at winning a Super Bowl. I don't think they have a shot at even really contending for a Super Bowl. But getting to the playoffs, absolutely legit. Because um, the, the NFC is wide open, it really is. Yeah, it's the same reason why I think the Falcons could make the playoffs, and why I've made a case for weeks now that the Falcons can and probably will make the playoffs. But that requires it requires them playing better than they did on Sunday against good teams. <laughs> That's for sure. And they also, I think, and, have, I think they have a tougher schedule than, than Carolina. And Cordero's hurt, so. Oh, what happened? Yeah, what did I miss he, with him? He messed up his ankle, and so. Oh, well, yeah, there goes uh, the season. Done. <laughs> no, he's, he's like, uh, he was practicing today, and so, but they don't know if he's going to push it. Uh, they don't know how bad it is yet. Gotcha. Um, but it's. It looks like it, like, at worst would be, like, a three-week thing. If you're the Falcons and you, you lose all of that talent, I mean, he's, like, all we have. It's I like, mean, if you lose... It's him and Kyle Pitts. If you lose two of those three games, you're, you're done. Yeah. At that point, you'd be four and seven, or five and seven. Yeah. And so, I yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah. But uh, Panthers, but, legit or counterfeit? Man, legit. I think that this team, I think that they yeah. could make a run at the division. It makes me feel way less crazy for picking them to win the division. Um, I don't know that we're going to see Super Cam. Uh, we might see Cam, but right now we've got Cameron until he can prove otherwise. Uh, we'll see if Cameron Newton can can turn things around. Yeah, I agree. <clears throat> well, shall we get a little picky with it? Let's get picky with it. Let's get picky with it. Starting with the Thursday night football game. We got your dirty birds from Atlanta hosting the New England Patriots as they come to town. Mac Jones coming in hot. Rookie quarterback, the best one out there. New England seven-point favorites. Who you got, man? First of all, I just want to mention that right now the, like, the OCD, like, n- recognizing number parts of me is loving looking at Mac Jones right now because right now he is 223 for 323. For 2,333 yards. So, for those of you listening that you can't visualize, it's 223-323-2333. That's beautiful. That is math, beauty. I love it. Um, man, it's a, it's not a hard one for me. This is not a hard one for me to pick. I'm going with my heart, which is broken because of the Atlanta Falcons. So give me the New England Patriots. I'm high on the Patriots. I really think that this could be a Patriots team that 
we could see in the AFC Championship game with how well that defense has been playing, with how well uh, Mac Jones has been playing, with the emergence of a running back. That's pretty cool if you're a New England fan. Yeah. You've got this kid who came in and rushed for 100 yards on Sunday. So, Well, Damian, Har- uh, Damian Harris has been solid for them most of the season. Yeah, He's yeah, just yeah. hurt, but yeah. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, and I know it was a blowout game. You're running clock. Like, I get it. But, yeah, I, I think that the Patriots, their defense is just too good. I think you're going to see a closer game than we saw on Sunday with the Falcons. But if Cordero Patterson's not out, it, this could be a 14-point game. Pretty quick. Yeah, I was two touchdown game between these two. I was gonna say I don't I don't know if it's gonna be that much closer. Honestly, like I I mean I think I mean I don't it was forty points. On it's Sunday. not gonna it's not gonna be forty points, but I could easily right. see I could easily see twenty points if things get out of hand. Potentially, the problem with the Falcons is that they can't play from behind. If they can keep it close with the team, they have a shot. But once if things start snowballing uh, against them, it's it they're they're done. They can't do it. And yeah. and honestly, like a lot of teams can't. What what Mahomes did against the, the Texans, I think it was last year when he was down twenty four nothing. Might have been two years ago when he was down twenty four nothing in the playoffs. Like most teams can't come back from that kind of deficit. But right. with the Falcons, if they get down by ten points, it's it's like it's very difficult for them to play from behind. But if they can, if things can go right for them, they can keep it close. Then they have a legit shot. I think against like anybody. Their problem is like. Their defense is bad, very, very, very bad, and their offense isn't much better, which is like, pick your poison of which one is the problem. But that defense can't stop anybody. And so if somebody gets up two touchdowns, all of a sudden, like you said, most offenses to come back from down two touchdowns is going to be tough, but especially when you have a struggling offense. But if your defense can do a decent job and keep you in the game, then, you know, they're they're always in it because Matt Ryan is a fantastic quarterback who can come back from being down. Right. Despite how many times people have come back against him, he can come back from being down. So, but yeah, give me the Patriots in this one. I I don't see it being uh, a game. I really don't see it being a winnable game. Yeah, I, it could be close. I also chose the Patriots. Uh, New England seven point favorites. I I honestly believe they're going to win by by probably closer to two touchdowns. I just think they're better in every area. I think that they are maybe slightly underrated and slightly being overlooked by a lot of people, um, at least for most of the season. Now, after Sunday, I think that that might have changed. But I, I think me and you were very early hopping on on the Patriots bandwagon, and I think that that we're hundred percent justified in doing that. They have looked very good. All right, let's move on to some of the Sunday games. We got the yes. Indianapolis Colts running their way to Buffalo on the back of Jonathan Taylor facing the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> Buffalo is currently seven point favorites. I think preposterous. I think I think it's going to be closer than that. Honestly, agree. Uh, so that being said, who you got, man? Man, I have this game. I do have. I literally have written down in parentheses next to my pick, but close. Um, I do think that the Bills reasserted themselves on Sunday. Granted, against Mike White, Mike White, nickname removed right now, Mike White and the Jets, who threw four picks on Sunday. Whew. But I, I've got the Bills. I just think that they're, you know, maybe they got their feet back under them. 
Colts are an improving team. They are a team that continues to come out and push it, but they yeah. struggled against the Jags on Sunday. You have if you got to ink out a win against the Jags, that's not a great sign. Yeah. So yeah, I, I think it'll be really close though. I think that if this game is at home, I might have given it to the Colts, but with it being in Buffalo, I'm gonna give it to Buffalo. So as I mentioned earlier, seven games with question marks beside it for me uh, because I, yeah. I don't know who I'm going with, and this is one of those games. I feel like. You mentioned the Colts struggling against the Jags this week. Buffalo also just came off a game in which they struggled against the Jags. Now, maybe the Jags are better <laughs> than true. maybe the Jags are better than we're all giving them credit, but I don't think maybe. I don't think that's the case. Um, Probably not. I think that I think the Colts things are starting to click there. The Colts are starting to look like the team that we all expected them to be going into the season. Buffalo, I still have faith, and I still think Buffalo is is arguably. A top three team in the AFC, but you know, there's kind of been some question marks that, that 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 have come up. The lack of a run game is one of them. I think if the Colts can kind of follow this a similar game plan to what Green Bay did against Arizona, where they just run the ball a crap ton, you know, swing swing the time of possession way in in their favor and limit the amount of touches that, that Josh Allen can get on the ball on the offensive side, I, th- I think that the Colts have a chance in this game. Yeah, I think that Colts defense is absolutely good enough to slow down the ex- the explosiveness of, of the Buffalo Bills offense. I think really what it, co- really what it comes down to is, is the Colts offense against the Bills defense. But right now I have the Colts over the Bills. I don't know if I'm going to lock that in, but Ooh. that's what I have. Uh, Ooh. Ah man, that's not a bad pick. Like I'm not gonna try to talk you into or out of it, but well, I, think that's I know a good pick. I know you're not because you got to make up some games on me. But no, I, I think that I think that you might take that one. Like that's a sneaky pick. I think that's a good one. What we expected from the Bills this year is not what we're getting from the Bills. You know, we expected what we're getting from the Cardinals out of the Bills this year, and right. this Bills team. Like honestly, nobody in the AFC looks unbeatable. Like, right? Agreed. Yeah. The AFC looks very beatable, and I think that the Bills. I think that this could be a, a tough game for them. Yeah, I wouldn't blame me if you went with the Colts. There's something in my gut that's telling me to pick Gol- the Colts, but I think I'm playing it a little safe. So, yeah, I, I maybe there's just maybe like... you should listen to my gut. <laughs> this this season has been so wild and weird. That maybe it's time to start embracing the weird. And That's true. Colts over Bills. Yeah, sure. I mean, for, if you had asked me four weeks ago, we've taken the Bills in a heartbeat. But right. I don't know, man. I, I'm gonna stick with the Colts. I'm gonna go with it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it, man. Colts, Colts you. over Bills. I'm saying it now. Y'all can all call me a genius when it happens on Sunday. Like we can all call me a genius for calling my greatest game of all time last week. Everyone thought I was crazy for picking the Washington football team to beat the Buccaneers. Not related to any of the games we're about to talk about right now, but I just wanted to flex on everybody that I said it. I came in, I said, the Washington football team will beat the Bucks. Call me crazy, but I'm feeling it. I sat there on Sunday and I've never rooted for Washington harder. I was like, I'm going to look like a genius. And so I did. I did. I looked like a genius. Uh, I felt really good about it, and so, boom, nailed it. Nailed it. I'm the smartest man alive. Good call. You, you, you know I wasn't upset about it because, you know, it's my boy Taylor Heineke out there. But right. 
I did pick the Bucks, unfortunately. All right, let's go out to the Windy City, Chi-Town, Chicago. We got the Baltimore Ravens coming in to face the Chicago Bears. Two very similar style quarterbacks, mobile quarterbacks. Could be an interesting game. Baltimore currently six-point favorites. Baltimore not quite looking like themselves lately. Lost to the Dolphins in crazy fashion. Who saw that coming? None of us. And Chicago kind of looking better and better. Justin Fields looking like not a half-bad quarterback. Who you got, man? Uh, I think that Baltimore, even though they they stumbled against the, the Dolphins this week, I still think they're the better team than the Bears. Call me crazy. But I think that the Dolphins have a better offense than the Bears do. Ooh. Um, Tua has looked Ooh. pretty solid. Um, I know, it's a spicy take right there. Uh, <laughs> That's a spicy meatball. It's spicy. <laughs> um, I just think that the Bears the Bears just don't have a lot going on, and I really like, I mean, we've talked about it, you've got Jalen Waddle, Gusecki, the running back that is also a G that we... We know on this podcast, I can never remember his name. Miles Gaskin. Gaskin, that's the one. Um, and Tua, like, they've looked solid, man. And so I agree. for them to be able to handle the Ravens, not like, I mean, it is a little shocking, but um, I don't think the Bears are that good. I don't think Justin Fields and company is um, quite up to the Miami Dolphins standard, yeah. which is just a funny thing but here's, to come out of my mouth. Here's the question, though, is like, which defense is better? Because to, to me... Chicago's defense is far superior to Miami's. And Miami shut down Lamar. Like not just not just slowed him, but shut down Lamar Jackson. They did. I do think I think that that was a fluke though. I don't know that the Bears can do that. Like that's that's all about scheme and personnel. Now, maybe the Bears who were on by saw what happened and they game planned and they can do it. But scheme and personnel, I don't know if they can do that. We'll see. We'll see if they try it. But uh, I don't know that everybody's going to be able to do what the Miami Dolphins did to the Ravens. Man, and, you, I mean, you don't as think we've seen like you don't think Khalil Mack and Roquan Smith are going to be back there feasting on Lamar? I don't know. I mean, potentially, they absolutely potentially could. But as we've seen this year in the NFL, anything can happen. The Dallas Cowboys go and lose by thirty to the Denver Broncos. And then the Atlanta Falcons surging forward towards the playoff spot get destroyed by 40, and the Denver Broncos can't even beat the Philadelphia Eagles. And so the Miami Dolphins taking a game against the Ravens just shows how even things are in the NFL this year, that literally anything can happen any week. So I just think that I think that the Bears are not quite good enough to beat an angry Ravens team. That's fair. I said just a few minutes ago that I'm embracing the crazy this week. Uh-oh. And I picked Chicago over Baltimore. Ooh. This was game number two with question marks beside it. I don't know, man. There's something about the Chicago team. I feel like I feel like that defense for Chicago is better than Miami's. And if Miami can slow down Lamar Jackson the way that they did, I think that Chicago absolutely can. I am with you that I think that the, the tough part is going to be uh, Chicago's offense replicating what Miami's offense was able to do. But I think that Justin Fields is coming along, man. He's he's showing some progression with each week, which 
I didn't think I would say going into the season. I still, I, I'm not sold on him being necessarily a, a starting franchise quarterback, but right. a solid, reliable starter, maybe. I don't know. I just, I've got that feeling. I've got that feeling. Yeah. So inside my bones, um, I'm rolling with Chicago. Yeah, I think that. I think that you're right that 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 game plan of let's keep the ball out of the hands of the opposing quarterback and then get a couple defensive stops. The Bears, in my opinion, eye test wise, might have the best run game in football outside of maybe Dallas, and I probably have to give Indy some credit there too. But the Bears' run game is nice. They've been doing some really good things in the run game. So they might have that recipe to keep the ball out of Lamar's hand, play some good defense, yeah. keep the score low, and sneak away with a win. Yeah, I mean, and this is another like, good pick. I, I'm not I ain't, I'm not going to call you crazy for this one either. They've got some weapons at at receiver also. Like Allen Robinson's not he's not terrible. Darnell Mooney is kind of coming into his own as a rookie. I just I don't know, man. I think I think they've they've got some talent, and I feel like if it's if they don't get the win, I think it'll be a close game. Yeah, um, I can see that. Can at see the that. very least, let's keep things rolling and go out to Cleveland. The Cleveland Browns hosting. Do we have to go there, or can we just stay here and talk about them? I don't want to have to go to Cleveland. That, that's fair. Ohio is a very very depressing state. <laughs> uh, and Cleveland, the heart of that depression. Yeah, Cleveland are 10-point favorites in this game, even with a banged-up Baker Mayfield, who may not even play, because they're facing the 0-8-1 Detroit Lions. The Lions didn't get a loss. Amazing. The second time it's happened this year, where we had a week where Detroit didn't have a loss, because the first time it happened was the bye week. And this week, they got a tie with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, the over-under is currently set at 44.5. I don't know if we'll get that many points, especially if Baker ain't playing. But that Browns defense just just gave up a lot of points to the Patriots. Yeah. I don't see Detroit being able to do that, but who you got, man? Yeah, I uh, I don't remember if it was from a TV show or, or what, but there's a, it's like a whole, like, one of those commercials that's an ad for a city, like, to come vacation here. But it's just talking about how terrible Cleveland is. And then it ends with, but at least we're not Detroit. And that's true in football. Uh, Cleveland, at least they're not Detroit. That Detroit is truly awful. Like, the fact that you couldn't beat a Ben Ruthless burgerless, a uh, vegetarian Steelers, if you will. No Ruthless burger. No burger. <laughs> no burger, just vegetarian Steelers team, and you still couldn't do it. Oh man, Lions! I mean, I guess technically you're not gonna go 0 17, I, but you're gonna go 0 16 and one. I texted you a Friday night or Saturday night, whichever night it was when the news came out. I texted you and I said it's happening. I literally you did. ranted the Lions into a win. Now that Big Ben is knocked out, I thought this is amazing. This is, this is the best thing that's happened to Detroit in forever. They're going to go get a win this year. They're not going to go winless. <laughs> and what do they do? What do they do? They go out there and poop the bed. They had the chance. Their kicker. They, some This game shouldn't have gone to overtime, but it did go to overtime. Nope. And their kicker had a chance. And what does he do? 
He just whiffs. He just misses it. Like, like it wasn't. It was awful. It wasn't blocked. It was just a terrible kick. It wasn't. Di- I really think that you and I. It, that's what it look would look like if we tried to kick a field goal. Is what that guy did on Sunday. Like this team. This team is finding new ways week in and week out to break the hearts of every Lions fan out there. Like, how do you have that bad of a kick and get paid? Hundreds of thousands of dollars. You know, if you're an NFL kicker, like, if you're in the NFL at any position, you're getting paid hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yes. How I could go out there and do what that kicker did on Sunday. Give me that. I could use that money. Let's do, let's, let's make a deal, Detroit. Because I'm probably (laughs) just as good as your current kicker if he's missing field goals like that. He did, he did make a field goal, though. He did make one that was like a pretty significant. I mean, one. I I, think I might be able to make one too. I've never tried. I mean, it looked the it looked like that guy hadn't kickers, tried either. The minimum wage for kickers is six hundred and sixty thousand dollars per year. You're paying that man six hundred and sixty thousand dollars to make kicks like he kicked in overtime. That kick was not blocked. That kick didn't go wide left or wide right. It just didn't go. It just didn't go. How is this happening? I'm I'm done. Yeah. I'm done, Detroit. I said it last week. I'm continuing. I'm done. You're going to go winless. You're a terrible team. You deserve to be at the bottom of the league. You're going to get the first round pick. You're probably going to screw that up too, because that's what your franchise does with everything. It just screws it up. And you're going to screw up on Sunday against Cleveland. I'm taking the Browns. It's an easy pick. Nothing left to say. Who you got? I got do- I got very distracted during your rant just then about kickers, but yeah. Maybe the most overpaid. Can we take all of the kickers' money? For every missed kick, they should take, like, a third of their salary and just donate it to teachers. Like, you talk (laughs) about an underpaid group of human beings. Give teachers kicker money. That's what, that's, that needs to be, that needs to be a t-shirt. Give teachers kicker money. What are we talking about? I've got the Browns. There's no reason to ever pick the Lions. I'll just be wrong if they win, which is not going to happen. All right. Maybe the Browns. Moving on. That's an easy one. Yep. Moving on. Going out to Nashville. We got the Houston Texans coming into town to face the Tennessee Titans, who, despite King Henry being on the sidelines, they continue to win. Continue to win. I wrote them off. I think I think you wrote them off, and they're still winning. In fact, they're 10.5-point okay. favorites in this game. It is the Texans, 10.5-point favorites, but who do you got, man? Listen, I'm, not, I'm still not sold on the Titans. Everybody else is like, oh man, the Titans, they just beat the Saints. And do you know what? The Saints Trevor just beat Simeon the Bucks. Was, okay, who cares? I mean, who cares? I mean, they beat the Bucks. They beat the Bucks before Jameis went down. So Jameis is gone. Yeah. You've got, do you know how many yards Trevor Simeon had on Sunday? 298. This is an elite defense that just gave up 300 yards to Trevor Simeon. You're somebody's trying to tell me that that is an elite defense who had 298 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. That's Man. an elite defense. That's an elite defense. Get out of here. I'm, I'm g- get out I'm of here with that say, nonsense. I'm gonna say yes because I do believe in that defense. I'm just I'm just saying I don't I don't I'm not buying them without Derrick Henry. I think the offense is too weak. I think it's eventually gonna catch up to him. It might be the playoffs with this schedule. Because you play the Saints and Texans back to back, you're gonna look awesome. Uh, like this team, so, this yeah. team, they lost to the Jets by three points, right? That was in Week Four. 
Since week four, they have won six games in a row. Nobody else has won six games in a row. They've won six games in a row, and it's against Jacksonville, which, okay. Buffalo, Kansas City, destroyed Kansas City 27-3. to uh, The Colts, the Rams, and the Saints. Those, There's like like four of those teams that are going to the playoffs. And Tennessee beat all of them. Do you know where Tennessee's defense ranks? I don't Between I don't care where it ranks. They keep doing it. Listen, listen. Stats don't lie, man. Yeah. The Tennessee and, and the most defense, important stat is wins and they keep racking them up. I just don't I don't I don't see it happening for the rest of the year. Let me look at the re- let me let me look at their schedule. Okay. So this week they have they have the Texans. Then they're going to go lose to the Patriots. They're going to squeak Easy. out a win against Easy Jacksonville. There. They're going to get beat by the Steelers. They're going to get beat by the 49ers. They're going to get beat by the Dolphins. And then they're going to get beat by the Texans in Houston. Bet. Bet that this team doesn't go and do all that I just said. Because this team doesn't have an offense. This team does not have an offense. I will say it again. Adrian Peterson is their main running back. You do not have an offense. Ryan Tannehill is your quarterback. You do not have an offense. Julio Jones is on crutches. Julio Jones is sitting in a wheelchair in the old folks' home watching your yeah, games but, on a little 22-inch sharp TV that's not even widescreen. <laughs> like, but A.J. Brown is, like, that's the, that's the number one. It's, it was the number one okay, before sure. we got there. Yeah, and D.K. Metcalf is great, too, but he ain't able to do everything in Seattle. I'm just saying, Tennessee without Derrick Henry is not a threat to the playoffs. I, I agree. I, I, I told you on Sunday that I I have them, I had them as my number two this week in our power rankings. Um, I don't know if you guys saw, but doing power rankings now, they're on our Facebook. I had Tennessee as my number... Check the Facebook page. I had Tennessee as my number two uh, team in the league. Uh, I told you on Sunday, the only thing keeping me from putting them number one over, over Arizona is the fact that I can't fully trust that offense and and the lack of, of Derrick Henry. If Derrick Henry was there, absolutely the number one team in the league, for sure, hands down, no problem. But Potentially. But without Derrick Henry, I agree with you. However, they keep winning games. And if you keep winning games, I, I'm going to keep believing in you. I, just, I don't. I don't. They got two good safeties. They were able to play the two-high safety game against the Chiefs and come out on top. Then you beat a... You you sneak out a win against a limping Saints team. Get out of here. I just don't think they ain't gonna see they ain't gonna crack my top five unless they demolish the Patriots. If they demolish the Patriots if they beat the Patriots by I don't know, ten points or more, I'll put the Titans in my in my power rankings. I mean I'm I'm with then, you. I'm with you. That Patriots game is it. that Patriots game is going to be like the real big test for this team. With, in with, reality, without, I think the Titans. I think the Titans lose that game by two touchdowns. Okay, but even if they do, like they're going to beat, they're going to beat the Texans. They're going to beat the Jags. They're going to beat the Steelers. They're probably going to beat the Niners. They're not going to beat the Steelers. They are absolutely are going to like Tennessee's absolutely going to beat the Steelers. Ain't no way. The Steelers are a terrible no team. They're absolutely going to beat. Not them. that terrible. They're, they're going to beat the Niners. They're going to beat the Dolphins. They're going to beat the Texans. Like those, those, those are that's. Six of their remaining seven games for them that they're, that they're probably going to win. They're not going to beat the Niners either. I absolutely think the they will Niners. beat the Niners. They're not going to beat the Steelers. I don't even think they're going to beat the Texans in Houston. 
Okay. I've got the so you have in the, this game. You have the Texans winning this game. No, because this one's in Tennessee. That is true. You're right. Okay. I've got I've got the Titans winning this game in Tennessee. I do think it might be a ten point game, but I don't believe in this Titans team. I think that they I think you're are crazy. phonies. I, th- I would not think bet the phonies crazy. on this Titan team. They are counterfeit. I mean I I don't have I don't have a strong argument against that except for the fact that they keep winning. Like if you as long as you win, I'm gonna be on board with you. Unless you're like, unless you're beating awful teams like the Steelers did last year, the Steelers went eleven and zero, and everybody knew they were the worst eleven and zero team in history because they had the easiest schedule in the world. But you look at the six teams that, that the Tennessee Titans just beat. Now, granted, four of those were with Derrick Henry, but right. the Rams were not, and the Rams are absolutely a good team. They were the first team to really expose the Rams as as are having they, weaknesses. Though? They are. They absolutely. Oh my goodness! This is a whole different argument. The Saints. I agree with you. The Saints should not. They should not have scored as much as they did in that game. I, I don't know what happened, but I think this team has the goods, especially on the defensive side, to to have a very good, very good rest of the season. But I'm with you. That offense gives me concerns. I don't know what they can really do with, with without Derrick Henry. But for two games now, they've made it work. Let me tell you how unexcited the people of Nashville are. Tickets are $44 to go see the 8-2 and two Titans play a division rival. Yeah, okay. People of Nashville it's don't believe Houston in the It's the Houston Texans. Either. It doesn't, doesn't, like, I don't care if it's a division rival, or, division rival or not. Nobody's paying money to go watch the Houston Texans. You think if the Green Bay Packers are playing the Houston Texans, tickets are going to cost $44? Packers fans are different. Green, first off, Green Bay loves that city or loves that team. Ten, Nashville, Tennessee, not necessarily your biggest football, you know, destination. Anyway, I have, I have, I have the Titans in this game. You have the Titans also. <laughs> Let's move on. Yep. Let's go out to Minnesota. We got Green Bay Packers. Rogers is back. He beat COVID. He's back out there. Leading the eight and two Packers into Minneapolis to face the Minnesota Vikings. Green Bay only a two and a half point favorite. I think part of that is probably due to the fact that Aaron Jones is going to be out for a couple weeks. Uh, I think I saw one to two weeks. He has a minor MCL tear or something, but just one, just a one to two week diagnosis there. But two and a half point favorites. I could see this being a close game. Who you got, man? This is another one that I had a question mark next to. Me too. Um, I think similar to I'm getting the same vibes as Washington and Tampa Bay last week. I think this is a trap game. Uh, it's in Minnesota. I think that the Packers are feeling themselves a little bit. Might be underestimating the Vikings, who, as we've said, are a pretty talented team that get coached out of games. I don't know, man. I just think that the Vikings, who I do not believe in, I... Didn't pick them to beat the Chargers this past week. I think that the Vikings are going to take this one. I got the Vikings in this one. Yeah, this is the third game of my seven games that I had question mark next to. And this feels really wrong and dirty, but I'm taking no. the Vikings. What? Wow. Every single year, the Vikings... It seems like every single year, we, we split the series with the Vikings. They always manage to get us at some point. 
and they usually play us pretty pretty close. I think that the lack of Aaron Jones is going to kind of hurt us, although I do love the emergence of A.J. Dillon. I think A.J. Dillon is looking like a really good power back, but he doesn't have the versatility that Aaron Jones has. Um, and honestly, we need we need all the weapons in the receiving game that we can get. Aaron Jones was, was a big one. Uh, I think the defense is, is in a prime position for Green Bay. I think the defense is still going to do some damage against Minnesota's offense. Um, I could see this very much being a like 20 to 17 type game, 17 to 14 type game. I think the fact that we, I think the fact that we struggled to score more than 17 points against Seattle says a lot about the Packers right now. But you did have Aaron coming off an injury or coming off, coming, coming off from the team, coming off COVID. And, and I think maybe that might carry over a little bit. I do think it'll be close, but something just tells me to go Vikings on this man. Again, it feels wrong to do that but it does i feel dirty that you're picking the vikings yeah and not the yeah <laughs> it feels wrong Man. i don't like picking against my team but i'm i'm doing it i'm doing it and i'm hoping the packers win right but you're rooting against your I, pick i'm with you i'm with it does kind of feel like a trap game because the vikings the vikings need every win they can get and yeah. the packers are sitting at at the top of the NFC at the one seed because they have the tiebreaker over the Cardinals. Um, but, you know, because you're up at the top, you, you can afford to lose games and it not ruin your season. If the Vikings lose on Sunday, they, forward, they fall to four and six, which means right. you have two more losses. You're almost definitely probably out of the playoffs. And and if you want to make a game, and if, it's going to come down to kickers. I, it's going to be kickers. It could. And if it comes down to kickers, I'm giving it to the Vikings because Mason Crosby has looked terrible over the last couple of starts. He started the season nine for nine and has since gone four of twelve. Yeah, four of twelve. Bad. You're hitting thirty three percent of of your kicks and getting paid over a million dollars to do that. I don't know what Mason Crosby's salary is, but it's definitely over a million dollars. We can't. We gotta stop talking. Ridiculous, about ridiculous. But but yeah, make me I I I'm going to Minnesota. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's weird. It's weird that we both got the feeling, man. It feels weird, but we'll see what happens. Next up, we got probably the worst. The game the of the worst week. game of the week. Uh, Miami Dolphins, the surging Miami Dolphins. I should note. Coming off that big win over the Baltimore Ravens. Get to travel up to New Jersey. Probably going to be a cold one for them. Facing the New York Jets. Three-point favorites. I don't know. The Jets looked terrible. Uh, White, Mike, White Mike was real bad. What, what did he finish with? Four four interceptions? Is that what he finished with? Yeah, I think it was four. Yeah, that's, that's awful. I don't know who's starting this game. I would imagine it's still Mike White. I, although Zach Wilson is healthy. So maybe they go back. Yeah. Maybe they just Ugh. say screw it and go with Joe Flacco. But who you got, man? Uh, man, I really hope Mike White starts. I just really, I really think that he has shown you more than what you're gonna get from Joe Flacco or Zach Wilson at this point. Um, but we, I talked about it earlier. I think that this Miami Dolphins offense is pretty solid. 
Uh, pretty solid. It might be a bit of an overstatement. I think that this Miami Dolphins offense is competent. Um, and so, which is more than I could say about any phase of the game for the New York Jets. So I think the competency of the Miami Dolphins offense wins them this game. I've got Miami going into MetLife Stadium in East Rutherford, New Jersey to beat the New York Jets. Uh, yeah, I also have the Dolphins winning. I, there's not much to say. Uh, Dolphins are a better team right now. The story of Mike White has been fun. I hope it continues, but he looked bad. He looked really bad. The legend. Yeah. Well, we're in agreement on this. There's not much to talk about. Nope. Moving on. We have the Orleans Saints going up to Philly to face the Philadelphia Eagles. Eagles currently one and a half point favorites. Uh, the Eagles got a big win on Sunday, did they not? Yeah, beat the Broncos, surprisingly. And they, they won handily. Handily went, handily beat them, yeah. 30-13 over the Broncos. One half point favorites over the Saints. I mean, I feel like that could, hmm, it could maybe be higher towards Philly. I, I'm not on board with the Saints, but Saints did just, you know, put up 21 points on the Titans defense. So we'll see, but who you got, man? Uh, I've got the Saints in this one. Uh, I think that the Saints defense is is pretty solid. Um, I think if you watch the Falcons game, you know that most of their defense is just committing penalties. They just don't always get called for it. I, I think that the Saints defense is good enough to slow down the strong point of the Eagles, which is their offense. The Eagles, I think if their offense doesn't really get going, they don't really have a prayer. Um, and so if the Saints are able to put pressure with Fletcher Cox up the middle uh, to get to Simon, to Trevor Simeon. Going to rattle him. But I do think that the, I don't know, I was arguing against myself in that moment. Uh, <laughs> I was wondering where you were going with I that. I was like, all of a sudden, I'm picking the Eagles. Uh, no, I'm going to go I'm gonna go with the Saints. I do think it'll be close. Um, and these are two teams that I care very little for. Uh, I'm. Ac- I would actually much rather watch the Dolphins play the Jets than watch this game because of my disdain for both of these teams. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, At- Atlanta fans do not like Philly fans. It's a it's a weird rivalry that we have. Uh, I think from baseball is like the main place. I mean, but it's also become the NBA and the NFL. We just don't like Philly. Philly fans are like also them. like not the greatest. Yeah, they're the worst. Well, uh, we can say Cowboys that. fans. Even, Cowboys even, fans are the worst. Ooh, Eagles are are not great. A, uh, Patriot, Patriots fans one. are also like top three bad bad fans. Yeah, but it's just because they're like arrogant. But they are they. I mean, like their team is good enough to be arrogant. So um, yeah, but yeah, I think that anyway. All of that to say, I still pick the Saints. I think their defense is too good, but. I I don't I don't know why the Eagles have even won four games. I don't see anything about them that is like winnable. So uh, give me the Saints in this one. Yeah, I also picked the Saints. This uh this was another question mark game for me. Not really because of like upsets or anything like that, but because of where these two teams are. Um, I don't think I honestly don't think either one of these teams is necessarily better than the other. I could see this going. Either way, I could see it being close. I could see it being like 10 to 14 points on either direction. I think these teams are, 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 are very, very similar. And I just don't quite know what to make of, of either one of them. But I went with Saints. So we'll see what happens. Let's travel down to Charlotte. 
We got the Carolina Panthers, them big cats, hosting the Washington football team. We'll see if old Super Cam gets the start. I think Sam Darnold is out for a while. Uh, a lot of people are saying he's probably he's his time in Carolina is probably done now that probably. now that Cam Newton's back, which is crazy because they gave up a sixth rounder this year and a second and fourth rounder next year for Sam Oof. Darnold. Yeah, that's that's a haul for Sam Darnold, and you're just going to give up on him after one year. I think they even signed him to an extension or picked up his option or something. Uh, but we'll see what happens on on that front. Yeesh. Carolina three and a half point favorites. Maybe Super Cam can can make some magic happen. Who you got, man? It's just Cameron right now. It's just all right, Cameron. All right. Well, maybe Cameron uh, can elevate himself to Cam and level up. It's just Cameron, isn't it? Yeah, give me give me the Panthers. I think that the Panthers. I ran it about them earlier in this episode. Um, I think that the Panthers are one of the better teams in the NFC, especially if if Cameron can turn into Cam Newton then we will see the Panthers start to roll and, and potentially make some noise even in the playoffs. I don't think Washington is very good. I know they just beat Tampa Bay. Uh, I think that was a, a sucker punch. And so I don't think that Washington is a dominant team. I don't think that they're, I mean, especially now that Chase Young is down for the year towards ACL, right? Correct. Um, so so I think that I think the Panthers are the much better team. Uh, give me the Panthers in this one. Three and a half is a pretty favorable line for the Washington football team. This was game number five with a question mark. Right, wow. And I have gone with my man, Taylor Heineke, and the Washington oh, football team. You back on that train, huh? I'm back, well, back on well, the Heine listen, train. Listen, listen. I've been on the Heine train most of the year, but... <laughs> That needs to be the name of the if podcast you, this week. If, Back on the Heine train. <laughs> if you can go in and beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you can absolutely beat the Carolina Panthers. Now, do I necessarily think that's going to happen? I don't know. I do think... Well, you you said you did. You picked them. I did pick them. Uh, but I think that Carolina is the better team between the two, especially if they get run CMC going. I think it could get o- ugly very quick for Washington. But I like that offense, man. I like that 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 Heine to McLaurin uh, connection. That Heine that Heine to Terry connection. I don't know, man. I have I have a lot of faith in in Washington. I had a lot of faith going into the season. I continue to have a lot of faith in them for whatever inexplicable reason. Um, and I have that feeling that they're going to get another big win this week. Is it a big win? I don't know if it counts as a big win, but I think they, they get another win and they somehow managed to stick around in that crazy wild card race. I need to explain something to you. I need to explain to you how <laughs> daggone good the Carolina Panthers passing defense is. Okay. Average, league average, Atlanta Falcons sitting smack dab in the middle. Give up 246 yards through the air per game. 246 is leave it at league average. You've got, I mean, six, seven teams that average uh, in the 240s and 250s. I mean, that's a pretty big chunk of the NFL. Uh, I'll, I'll give you the top five. Uh, I'll give you the top six because they're all under 210. San Fran gives up 208 a game. Arizona gives two up, up 206 per game. The Chargers give up 206 per game. Green Bay gives up 202 per game. Number two is Buffalo. They give up 190 yards through the air per game. Then there's Carolina, 
who only gives up 173 yards per game through the air. Nearly 70 yards below what is about the average for the league and a full 100 yards per game below Miami, Seattle, Washington, the Jets, and the Ravens. You do realize some of the quarterbacks that Carolina has had to face, though. Listen, man. Zach Wilson, Jameis Winston, Davis Mills, Jalen Hurts. Dak Prescott. They did face Dak Prescott. I'm telling you, man, this this defense, all of the Carolina Panthers' woes have been offensive. But this Panthers' That's defense, you, you said you're you ready to see that high-knee-to-terry connection. You ain't going to see it but more than maybe like four or five times this game. Because this Panthers' pass defense is monstrous. And they're probably going to have they they're probably going to have uh, probably going to have Gilmore on Terry most of the game. Yes. But <sighs> and probably a shadow of 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 Jeremy Chen up at the top. Like, I don't know, man. This is a team that's got some some good unbelievably good defensive weapons. Shaq Thompson roaming the middle. Like Yeah, but what if what if they can, they're able to establish the run like they were able to on Sunday with Antonio Gibson and JD McKissick? Uh they probably will. But but again, I mean the the Panthers are near the bottom of the league in rush yards per game too. They give up 107. Uh, it's, they're not they're not all the way at the bottom. They're probably top 12. They're probably 12th. But you know you give up 107 yards on the ground. That's fine if you're only giving up 173 through the air. You're winning that game. Yeah. I, I just think that I just think that the Panthers are are a significantly better team. Um, I don't I don't disagree and, with you, especially with with CMC healthy. I think that he he could have a huge impact in this game. Yeah. But I don't know. I'm liking Washington. I'm liking Washington. You're crazy. I might You're be. Crazy. I called you crazy last week when you when you said they beat the Bucks. Yeah, the difference is I was right. I mean, we'll see what happens on Sunday. We will. We will. Let's stay down south and go down to Jacksonville. Uh, San Francisco coming to town to face the two and seven Jacksonville Jaguars. San Francisco six and a half point favorites. I think they should probably be more than that. Jacksonville is a terrible team. Trevor Lawrence looks like maybe, maybe, maybe the worst of the rookie quarterbacks. But I get down with that. Maybe it could be a close game. Maybe I could be wrong. Who you got, man? I don't know, man. I think this game is going to be closer than you think because this is a Jags team that just hung with the the Colts. Well, they beat the Bills and they, and they almost the, beat the Colts. Yeah, they 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 hung around with the Colts. They beat the Bills. Um, don't don't sleep on these Jaguars. I'm with you that I think that Trevor Lawrence is. I'm about ready to already call him a bust. Oh man, um, man. I. I do think that the I I do have San Francisco in this one, but with it being in Jacksonville, I think this game is going to be a lot closer. I think six and a half is probably about right. Um, I think that the the Jags could be threatening to win this game for the majority of the game. So uh, I'll take the 49ers, but I I I yeah. was I did give the Jags like a few uh, fleeting moments of my thought <laughs> to pick them. Yeah, I mean, it could be a closer game than I expect, too, because of, you know, San Francisco's a West Coast team traveling East Coast. Got that three-hour time difference, some jet lag going on there. I mean, West Coast teams traveling East Coast playing in the 1 o'clock time slot. It does not historically bode well for the West Coast team. Did you say jet lag as in, like, (laughs) if you abbreviated it, it would be JAG? Uh, I think that's a stretch there, buddy. 
But I have the Niners winning. I think they're the far superior team. Uh, I think they've gotten some things going. That offense that offense looked good uh, Monday night against against the Rams. And the Rams have a fantastic defense, allegedly. But, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. I, I've got the Niners. You've got the Niners. I don't think there's a whole lot to talk about with this game. Nah. So let's keep on rolling. Let's go out to Vegas and do some gambling. We got the Bengals facing the Las Vegas Raiders. Cincinnati, one-point favorites on the road. One-point favorites on the road. I'll take that. Could be an interesting game. This is a game that has some some playoff seeding implications uh, in it. The Bengals and Raiders both very much in a wild-card hunt. Who you got, man? Man, I, I'm sound asleep on the Las Vegas Raiders. This has been a team that... I'm going to I'm going to make this comparison and I think it's pretty bold. I think that the Raiders are in a very similar situation to the Atlanta Falcons. I think that Oof. this is a team that has a pretty good quarterback. I'd give the nod a little bit to Matt Ryan. Las Vegas does have Josh Jacobs. The Falcons do not have. But I it's just I think it's a team that's lacking in a lot of talent and it's coming through inconsistency. I am not very high on the Raiders right now. They let me down this week. I really thought they were going to beat Chiefs. Yeah, I, I really got destroyed thought they were by the Chiefs. They got obliterated. I just think that this Raiders team. I think they might be done. I think they might have overachieved a little bit this year, and they're they're back to the decline. Uh, give me the Bengals in this one. Uh, the Bengals coming off a bye week. Uh, I think they're going to be well-rested, going to have some things together. Uh, give me the Bengals. Yeah, I mean, I think both these teams honestly have overachieved this year. Nobody expected the Bengals to be as good as they've been, and nobody expected the, the Raiders to look like they've looked. Uh, and, and to the Raiders' credit, they faced a lot of adversity with all the craziness that has happened there. I think but- there's a difference in overachieved and exceeded expectations. Like I think the Bengals are, I think the That's Bengals fair. are That's better fair. than their five and four record. I think they've just exceeded expectations. I think the Raiders have over overperformed. That's fair. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I think the Bengals are the better team. It does worry me what they've done the last couple of games. Again, Jamar Chase has looked non-existent. I think you've got to get him going. Uh, he has. You've had a bye week to figure it out. I, I hope. I hope they, they figure it out. I don't know what changed from those first like seven games of the season to the last two but he it's not looked good so that that worries me a little bit but not necessarily against the Raiders uh I'm I'm with you I'm taking the Bengals also this wasn't a particularly tough one to call either let's go out to Arrowhead we got the Dallas Cowboys Heading up to Kansas City to face those Chiefs. Coming off that big win. Probably feeling themselves. Feel like they got some stuff figured out. Feel like they got some stuff fixed. I hope they do. NFL is better when, when, when they're rolling along. Uh, this, this should be a fun, fantastic game if both these teams play like they did on Sunday. I don't think both teams will, though. I don't think both teams will. But Kansas City, two and a half point favorites. Over-under is currently set at 56 which, with these offenses, I might take the over on that. Um, yeah, a combined 80-plus points last week. But who do you got, man? Uh, I'm not ready to buy back into the Chiefs yet. Uh, I'm, I'm with I'm you. Still, 
I'm still hesitant, and I think that I might be on board by saying that the Cowboys are the best team in the NFL. Uh, I think that might I be an overreaction Cowboys... to, to Sunday. But the, I I'm, I think that they are probably top three. I mean, I think I had them fifth in my power rankings going into Sunday. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. And I had, um, I had and them because sixth. Because they just... I think that I only had them fifth because they got beat by the Broncos by 30, you know. But then they came out and they said, no, that's not who we are. And I, I think that that corrected. I think before they got beat by the Broncos, I would have said that they're the second best team. I think that the Cardinals, eh, I'll probably put them second to the Cardinals. The Cardinals are still, the Cardinals only loss outside of AJ Green's fault was Colt McCoy's fault. So the Cardinals were not playing at 100%. When they had their, that second loss. So I'll probably still say Cardinals first. Just I think the Cowboys might be the be- the second best team. Skipping right over the Green Bay Packers. You're right. You're right. You're right. Let me give some credit <laughs> to the Green Bay Packers. Any, any, I mean, regardless, that's I, I think that the Cowboys. Packers and Cowboys are 2A, 2B. Um, yeah, I think that the Cowboys' defense, I love it. Like I, It's unbelievable. All three of their starting cornerbacks had an interception on Sunday. That's unbelievable. Trey Diggs keeping that pick train rolling. He is, man. You you might have been right calling it earlier this season that he was going to break the single season pick record. He honestly could. Six six um, more to tie it. Six more to tie. I think that the Cowboys are maybe the most talented team in the entire NFL. And so, yeah, give me the Cowboys. Well, this is another question mark game, and I went Kansas City. Yeah? You back on it? I'm not I'm not back on Kansas City. But Sunday is how everybody expects Kansas City to play week in, week out. And if they can continue to do that, they're absolutely going to win this game. I don't know if they're going to continue to do that, but it's at Arrowhead. Those fans are going to be loud. They're going to rattle Dak a little bit. I think the Cowboys' offense is probably the best offense in football. Um, definitely the most balanced well-rounded offense in football and and the Chiefs defense is garbage they're terrible but real bad but if you get into a shootout I'm taking Patrick Mahomes nine times out of ten and so I I think I think this game could turn into a a shootout so I've got that feeling man I'm rolling with the Chiefs I don't see this game turn into a shootout I think it could I think it could if you give if you what grade would you give the Cowboys offense like a like an ABCD you give it a plus minus. Uh, the Cowboys' offense, an A. Yeah. What what grade are you giving the Cowboys' defense? Probably a a B. What? I think I think their defense is better than or their offense is better than their defense. Um, I do I do really like their defense, but they gave up thirty to Teddy Bridgewater and company. They gave up twenty nine to Mac Jones and company. They gave up twenty eight to Sam Darnold and company. I mean this 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 that was, is defense that that was that was not Sham Darnold though oh, that was Sam Darnold. I mean this that was our last sighting. It's, of it's Sam two Darnold. sides of the same coin. He's terrible one way or the other. I don't know, man. I just I mean the the I mean you're not wrong that the the Dallas defense gives up 350 yards a game. Right, they're right below Pittsburgh and Philly and Chicago. That's um, not a good above Las Vegas. That's not a good yeah, area to like, be in. They're like twelfth. Now don't um, don't go wrong. I I still I like Dallas's defense, and I think I think that they're probably 
better than that ranking, just going off the eye test. Yeah. They're, they're, eye test, they're yeah. fun to watch. But you put them in an arrowhead where those fans are going to be making some noise. I just think, I think that Kansas City has the edge in this game. And I think that it's a close game. So I'm going to go, I'm going to, I'm going to do your, I'm going to do your trick and go with the home team. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You, I just want to, I just want to make the statement known that, uh, you're taking my tricks, the one who is losing in picks. You're stealing from my uh, tricks. Good luck with that. Well, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I think that the Cowboys have it. I don't think it'll be close. I think this is going to be a blowout statement game for the Cowboys, and we're going to see the Chiefs that we have grown accustomed to this year. But I hope not. Yeah, I'd love to see a great. Game. I think I think it's going to be a good game one way or the other. Honestly, it yeah. might it might be game of the week. But let's go out west, out to Seattle. We got the Arizona Cardinals coming off a bad loss with Colt McCoy to face the Seattle Seahawks. The Cardinals are currently two and a half point favorites. Uh, that's that's a little low for a team that is eight and two. But I think there's still some question marks about uh, about Kyler playing. I don't know if he's 100% healthy for this game. Could be interesting. It's a divisional matchup. Divisional matchups are always fun and, and, and can get crazy. So, who do you got, man? Man, this ain't going to get crazy. Give me the cards. I don't, I don't care. Colt McCoy can play this game, and I would take the cards. Seahawks are just bad. They're just bad, and it's sad. I want to see Russ get an MVP. Ever since you told me that, I've lost sleep over the fact that Russell <laughs> Wilson has not run a, won an MVP trophy. That is highway robbery. Um, but, yeah, I think that the Cardinals are just too talented, top to bottom. Um, give me the give me the cards in this one. Ladies and gentlemen, we have reached the seventh question mark game of the week for me. And I have taken the Seattle Seahawks to beat the Arizona Cardinals. But why? I don't know why. I have no reason. I just looked at it and saw that and felt the Seahawks. I don't like the Seahawks. I don't like this team. I think the defense is garbage. I think I think that the offense has nothing outside of DK Metcalf, Russell Wilson, and Tyler Lockett. Uh, and I think the Cardinals are better in every conceivable way. But I'm going with Seattle. That's all I can. That's all I can say. I don't know why. I don't. It's, I'm just feeling it. And and we'll see what happens on Sunday. I'm probably going to look like an idiot, but I could. But I could. But I could. Look like a genius. I I don't even know where to start with you on this. <laughs> I'm just gonna say I'm disappointed in you. That's all I'm gonna say. I, listen, I'm disappointed. In I you. know you picked the Seahawks and the Vikings against the Packers in the same week. I embrace the crazy, man. Embrace the crazy. That's what I'm doing. This is too much crazy for I me. Mean, might might be might be, uh, and I know it's terrible analysis. To go off of a feeling and have no nothing to back that up. And like I said, I have no explanation, but I'm rolling with Seattle. I made my pick. I'm sticking with it. I'm I'm really excited about all this ground I'm gonna make up. I might catch you this week. I, I mean, I gave you seven games that are toss ups, so <laughs> you could you could definitely make up some ground. Let's hit the prime time matchups. We prime time. We've got. Some Sunday night football. Pittsburgh Steelers going out to L.A. to face the Los Angeles Chargers. The Chargers, five-point favorites. Who do you got, man? 
Man, the Chargers have been disappointing, uh, but not as disappointing as the overperforming Steelers. Again, we talk about a difference that in teams that exceed expectations and that overperform. Uh, I think the Steelers are overperformers. Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, I don't. I don't think this team is talented enough to beat the Chargers. Look for the Chargers to get their swagger back. You know, it. it the Chargers might be an over overperforming team too. Um, I mean, I, I they think might be a team which is hard to say. I think they're just the West Coast Vikings. That's all it is. Like I think that's it's a yeah. very similar. We talked about it last week because they were facing the Vikings. Yeah. But I think that's a very similar situation. Two teams that are very talented on both sides of the ball should be better than they are, but for whatever reason can't stay consistent. And yeah, that's how I feel about the Chargers. But I'm a hundred percent with you. I think the Chargers beat the Steelers. Steelers are not a good team. They have overperformed this season, and uh, I, I think I think crazily they might sneak into the playoffs because of their. Because of them overperforming and because of how wide open the AFC is. But I like the Chargers. This is another game that's gonna be important for playoffs. And uh I'm 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 rolling with LA. Yeah. I, I yeah, I'm with you. I, th- I think it's gonna be close though. I think the Chargers can push it and make it a game. Uh but I ultimately see Sandy or San Diego. Man, it's gonna take a long time for me to not say that one. For uh, it's been like for it's Los been Angeles like three or four Chargers. years at this point, man. I, that's why I said it's going to take a long time for that one. But yeah, I think the Chargers got this one in the bag. Yeah. Any hoozles. Monday night football. Let's go out to Tampa Bay. We got Danny Dimes leading the New York Giants down to Tampa Bay to face Papa Brady, the, the dad of the entire NFL. Tampa Bay, 11-point favorites. That seems kind of accurate. I don't. See the Giants putting that much of fight, but I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Yeah, I'm with you. Who you got, man? Uh, I'm going with the Buccaneers. I had to make sure that I said the right word because it's like I was just looking at the Giants and thinking about how hapless they are. They just have nothing, man. They have no defense. They have no. They don't even have Kuchpa. Like they don't even. They have nothing. <laughs> um, they've got Danny Dimes, and that's it. And it's that's just all so they bad. got. He can't play all twenty-two positions. <laughs> and it can't I cannot like free Daniel Jones. Like that's I can we get it trending on Twitter? I I just I hate it for that man that he is stuck there. Such a bad franchise. <sighs> all this anyway. all this free Britney talk that's been going on in the world. We need a free Danny Dimes talk. That's what we need. Free Daniel Jones. Free that's, that's what we need. Uh yeah. I've got the Bucks in this one. It's gonna be ugly. Yeah, I don't I don't see it being particularly close. I think that Brady and the Bucks come out hot uh, coming off that loss. I think that loss is you could sell, you could tell on the on the uh, sidelines Brady was visibly frustrated about that game. Visibly frustrated. Yeah. And the last thing you want to do is frustrate Tom Brady. He will come out and come out hot uh, against against his next opponent. I think it's this is bucks all the way. It's a very easy game to call. Yeah. Who's on by this week? Two I know we got two on by. You got the Broncos and the Broncos Rams. And Rams. Broncos and Rams. Broncos and Rams on by. So if you're a fan of the Broncos, fan of the Rams, just watch another game. Pick a good one. We, we watch watch the Cowboys. Cowboys Chiefs. Chiefs. That's a great game for both of those. For both of those fans. Or or the Dolphins Jets. Probably also a close game. Don't do that. Don't torture yourself that way. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Broncos fans are pretty used to it by now. Yeah, you might be right. Well, that's gonna do it for booth review this week. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for listening. We need a poll question. What's yeah. a poll question? 
hit us up on the new Facebook page. Yep. Uh, I had one and I lost it, man. What was the? We could ask. Uh, ooh, Titans legit or counterfeit with no Derrick Henry? Uh, I like that. We could ask. Okay, we'll go with that. There we go. Titans legit or counterfeit? Uh, what was the title that we came up with for the episode? I don't remember, man. That was like an hour ago. Man, you're supposed to remember these things. All right, we'll we'll no figure it, it out. Uh. Back on the Heine train. Back on the Heine train. That's that's the title. All right. Well, make sure you check out the Facebook page. We we post our power rankings over there every Friday. Facebook.com slash Booth Review Pod. Uh, follow us on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash Booth Review Pod. Uh, made it easy on you guys. Make sure you tell your friends about us. It's a good gift to share with your friends. Let them know about these two random dudes that talk football every week for some inexplicable yeah. reason. I think that's that. That's that.